Welcome to Yep Yeah Yes with Marissa and Tamika. I am Tamika here with my colleague, partner, and friend, Marissa. Hello. How are you today? Today I'm fantastic and I'm ready. Really? Mm hmm. You, I don't think you've ever said that on the show. Fantastic and ready? Yeah. I'm either ready or fantastic? Neither. <laughs> usually, no, you usually say I'm fantastic. And then you go into a soliloquy of why you're not really fantastic. You were just faking the funk. Listen, if I don't fake the funk, what what the hell else am I supposed to do? You gotta. I am. Um, you gotta be real. Right? But I am fantastic. Okay. Even even. You wouldn't cry. Oh, I'm okay. God. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> today's topic is Me Too Four. It's the fourth fourth uh, episode in our Me Too series. Mm-hmm. Um. We get a lot of feedback. Well, not not really feedback, but we get a lot of um, people listening to our Me Too, Me Too shows. And so we figured, uh, let's do a fourth one. Yeah. This one, though, is a little bit different. It's focused on um, kids. The, a new trend, I guess, popping up lately on social media, Kids Too, which focuses on um, many things, one of which is the kids that are um, sexually harassed mm-hmm. by men and even women in power and it also focuses on how parents talk to their children about the me too movement so we'll try to tackle a little bit of that um on today's show um first i want to talk about the the initial part that i was saying which was the the children that are kind of sexually harassed or uh assaulted or what have you um, I had never heard of the Kids 2 movement until I saw Corey Feldman on the Wendy Williams show. And he was talking about his experiences um, growing up. We all know who he is um, in Hollywood. And, you know, he's had a long storied career. Drugs, He also al- came out with and, a documentary. Right, which I think um, comes out on Monday. I believe so. Right, but it's on the internet, right? Yeah, on the internet. It's only going to air twice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there you go with that. The one thing that always creeps me out a little bit, this has nothing to do with the topic, but, you know, we both are fans of uh, Vanessa Marceau. General yes. Marceau. The fact that he was married to her, like, really? She's ma- She's been... With her, her whole thing is like... Her repertoire. Her repertoire is just... Anyway. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I just, just the thought of that is like, okay, whatever. Um, um, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so with this Corey Feldman thing, he, he's saying that he's going to release the name of the person who, who um, sexually assaulted, molested him. Um, and then I, I think it came out prematurely that it was a guy that was in Little Rascals. He was also on another show. Um, but I thought he said, didn't he make mention that he was like him and Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, they were all passed around at parties or something right. like that? Yeah, he's, he's, he's made a lot of allegations. And it's like to the point where I like I, I actually believe him mm-hmm. because you start over the past couple of years, we've been hearing these stories come out of Hollywood. We also have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm who's an actress and mm-hmm. the things that she's told me mm-hmm. not like to be salacious or anything but I, I'll, I'll be like oh I like them and she's like girl you don't know like yeah. the things that she's heard yeah and she's not like a, a Hollywood A-list actor but she's been in you know a few things and she's been 
around A-list actresses and actors. And so, you know, I'll take a word for it. Um, but it's it's crazy because you, you hear all these stories, even stuff like, you know, the allegations that were made against um, Michael Jackson and then right. R. Kelly. It's, it's like, and what's the guy, the um, Roman Polanski? Mm-hmm. You know, he left the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because, and then the, the guy, the Great Falls of Fire guy. What is his name? Why do I want to say Howdy Doody? Um, who? <laughs> um, I want to say Howdy Doody, but it was the same no. actor who played Howdy Doody. Was it? Played no, his. he was a singer. No, no, no. It was an actor. I have a train of thought here that this actor that played Howdy Doody played in another movie. It, I'm doing the Six Degrees of Separation by Kevin Bacon. If anyone could follow my math here, they would know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, Dennis Quaid played him in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's obviously something that's gone on for years, but I think over the past, I should say gone on for decades, but over the past few years, because of the Me Too movement, a lot of stuff has, you know, not that it's come to light, but people look at it with, with new eyes. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that R. Kelly would be sitting in a jail today if it wasn't for the Me Too movement. Correct, because he didn't before. Yeah, we all know he was pissing on girl, like raping was, little girls. Yeah, since like, Aaliyah. We, I mean, yeah, it's not brand new information. Right. But the Me Too movement has made it okay for women to not only tell their truth but also right. get like vindication. Or, right. Well, I don't know if vindication is the right word, but um, retribution is not even the right word. I don't want to go into that dark place, even mm-hmm. though it's a dark act. But I, whatever, whatever you guys can think of the best word for that. But what are your thoughts? Wait, on which part? On everything I did. I just oh my vomited God. everywhere. <laughs> First, we'll, we'll talk about the celebrity part of okay. it. Where, you know, the, the, it seems to be men. I'm sure there's women too. But men coming out and, you know, taking clearly advantage of minors for their own sexual prowess. I have, I, well, clearly, as a woman, as a mother, someone who was formerly a child, you know, like that's, this is completely unacceptable. You can't allow these things to happen, but also the caregivers to these young actors and young people, like, you know, these caregivers to these actors need to step it up. Like Elijah Wood has made, made, um, many comments how his parents were very strict with him and he felt like he never sure came to you know the dark side of Hollywood because his parents were so strict with him he wasn't allowed to go to these parties so he wasn't passed around right. he wasn't just dropped off to make connections like you just gonna drop a 12 year old off unsupervised I, somewhere I think about like Drew Barrymore like you know she got a story to tell yeah she hasn't really she said some things here and there but she's never really I think with her... She's got to have a story to tell. But I think with her, she's gone through so much healing because she was so out of out in right field somewhere. Right. She's gone through so much healing that to bring it up would, would probably um, backtrack her and where her mental health is. Even like Tate O'Neill. Is. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. Remember how she said this story where like her dad was knocking on the door and she was with some rock star and it was like, all right, I'll come back later. Uh... Yeah. Who does that? Even, what's her name? Remember she was saying that her father was, like, raping her? Um, oh, what was her name? From One Day at a Time. Remember that show, One Day at a Time? <sighs> I, Man, I can't remember anybody's name. Um, but 
but you know, you can see the differences between parents who are advocates for their children. Valerie Br- Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips, right? Mackenzie from the yeah. um, Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Her father was member of the Mamas. That's what. Yeah, she um, did say that. But like, you can see Oof. the parents who are like opportunists and don't mm-hmm. give a shit, or or the person is like, oh, not on my watch. Or they're also drug addicts. Yeah. And you can see the parents who are like, not no. on my watch. Right. Not today. Not today. Like I think about like Brandy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ray J is a piece of shit, really. I mean, he's he not really a piece of shit. I shouldn't I say mean, that. But their parents were definitely, like, in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the mother was the manager, mm-hmm. you know, but at the, at some point in life, it's like, okay, I can't. Like, you're going to, you know, you you really about the glitz and the glam. Yeah. You know? she, she probably had to let it go hard right. when it came to him. Like, that, that's a lot of, like... But Brandy go to, grew up give okay. it to God and go to sleep. But she's a little sheltered. She seems a little sheltered. I think. I don't know. I think with her, it's not. I don't know if she seems sheltered, but I think with her, she seems very contrived when it comes to what she puts out in the media. Right. Especially like you know, pretending to be married when right. she was having her first baby. Like, who cares? But, it, but but you can definitely see the difference between like her parents mm-hmm. and you know parents who you could see kids that maybe yeah. were in the same generation as her yeah. that may not have had the same kind right. of support system at home and how they turned out and that do you know what's so because I, I work with kids and it's like you can really tell the there's such a difference between an individual who has a support system and it doesn't have to be your mom and dad but you can tell the difference between an individual who has a support system they receive information differently they process your energy differently than somebody who doesn't there's 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 a fragility that comes with that spirit that that doesn't have that support system where you're consistently looking for either reassurance validation love you know connection with things that don't matter right you know like I, i i know an individual who happens to be younger who's um his form of connection is, um, when it comes to male attention, is, um, are you strong? Can you lift that up? You think you can beat up that person? Yeah, and that's, that's like, that to, that to him is, is like, that shows like, if you're strong, it shows that like, oh, like, but what you can see is that this person is trying to communicate in a way that I need somebody who can protect me. Right. And he he's communicating that in a way that they know how by saying, are you strong? Yeah. And like, I happen to be a tiny person, but um, like when I open a water bottle, I'm like, or like sometimes like you can't open these juice bottles and it's like, you're not strong. And I know I, and it's like, yeah, but I know I'm not strong, but right. just because they're big doesn't mean they're strong. You know what I mean? Like he's very, like he's looking for things in certain ways. And I could tell like, if I don't open the juice today, ugh, I'm going to have to rein in that energy. Like it's like, Y'all not, know, you're not going to listen for the next two hours. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You can see that, you, like, I mean, you're around kids all the time, so you can see parents that may be involved in a certain way. But I think when when we think about, there's, like, involvement, and then there's, um, yeah, you can sleep with my kid. You know what I mean? Like, turn your head, like, I, yeah. there's just, like, there's, like, a whole nother level That's, yeah. of, like, some wrongdoing and 
even like when you think about like the R. Kelly thing, like people got upset at the parents. They're like, you just, you want your your kid to have a record deal so bad. And I'm like, yeah, like why? Well, like you just leaving your kid, your, your kid is still a minor. And, you know, their their whole thing was like, she was still talking, one of the, one of the, one of the, the couples was talking about how she was still talking to him and she, they didn't know. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ugh. And then she turned 18 and she was like, I'm out. It's tough. But it's like, at the same time, like, you, you, it's like sucks. Like, you don't want to always blame the parents for everything because, I mean, I some parents choices. don't know. They don't know or they don't want to know or they're so focused and caught up in their own Mm-hmm. whatever's going on in their life good mm-hmm. or bad yeah but they the the last thing they're like okay well the kids here eating dinner with us they're good yeah like that's all they need to know they're here they're eating dinner they're good yeah. but i don't need to know what's going on on their phone like you know what i'm saying oh yeah but i think like I, you know remember that time when chris rock made the joke about your only job is to keep your kid off the pole mm-hmm. it's like no your job has to be more than just the pole it needs to be Stay away from stranger danger mm-hmm. who might actually be your relative. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's mm-hmm. a lot like you can't you can't just focus on a pole. It's more than yeah. a pole. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know. I think like we're, with this Me Too movement, we're so caught up in, you know, women being wronged and everything. But it also is important to recognize that, you know, the kids actually the kids too movement should have been the first thing the first, yeah but you know what's so funny but whenever whenever we say kids everybody's thinking four five six seven. right you got 16 17 even right. 18 year olds right they kids like i'm looking at leonardo dicaprio like bro you you're like real creepy right now you're just like it, it was one thing when you were 25 and she was 18 that was still nasty but bro you're like 45 46 and you got a 19 year old same thing with diddy i'm oh, looking at you no like bro good. No like, good. what are you doing? You, you, you're dating. When you got teenage daughters. Yeah. That's nasty. When your girlfriend, boyfriend can date your child, that's a problem. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I can't wrap my head around that. I find, but I also find that to be like, um, I'm not saying Diddy's out here crying for help, but it's almost like their perception is muted of what beauty is. Because right. you can't find beauty and stuff. Like, I look at Keanu Reeves, and I hate to put him up as the poster person of somebody who's, like, so in tune to their emotional. Because what you would peg him with to be his significant other, or what everyone else would peg him. I see it as, like, that is such a perfect pairing. Right. Because it's age appropriate. This is somebody who's standing on their own two feet solidly as an individual. So when they come together as a couple, it, it looks to me as a better fit more, as yeah, opposed more to aligned. like you're raising another kid i don't know it's just i i think it this is why it's hard for me to grasp the idea like anybody's changed or they're about about anything when mm-hmm. they when they come out and they start making statements because all you gotta do is look at their life yeah you know, I mean, the age difference between Beyonce and Jay Z is like ten years, and I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that, because you see the peers, like they're doing twenty and thirty years. What? You know what I'm saying? So I look at my at parents the time, though, too. Yeah. But but real quick, at the time when Jay Z and Beyonce got together, I was like, ew, that is so nasty. Yeah. Like, she's like twenty, twenty-five. Yeah. What, she was twenty-five, yeah, and she was, was she was younger than right? twenty-five because her album dropped when she was twenty-five. The the Crazy in Love. 
so yeah. and they were dating before that so ooh. and he was in his 30s it was just like Ugh. anyway uh. But I still find them to be a perfect pairing. For yeah, some now because now, they now they don't grown up together. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> he don't raise her. He don't. He don't raise his first baby together. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. Like I look at my parents. Like I look at my grand, my great grandparents. My grandma was 15 when she got married, and my grandfather I think was like 30, 31. My great grandfather. These are my great grandparents, and I can't be like, oh, well, at that time, that's still disgusting. Whenever somebody says, like, even today, when they 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 try to um, justify mm-hmm. a situation, like, I, what's what's her name? Um, Bloomberg's girlfriend, with with all these lawsuits. You know how he has like um, the non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. And so they asked his girlfriend about it, and she, longtime girlfriend, who is age appropriate, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, they asked her about it, and she was like, you know, that's when boys were boys back then. It was different. And it's like, mm, no. yeah, a lot of guys really weren't like that. Like, you can't no. just paint everybody with the same fucking brush. No. Everybody wasn't grabbing breasts and grabbing yeah. them by the pussy. Like, it just, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I know, I just hate Like, that. every, you can't paint everybody with, with that this, same, yeah. you know what I mean? And so, even like in your great-grandparents' era, they're, okay, we can be like, well, a lot of people did that, but a lot of people really didn't. didn't. Yeah, a lot of people did it. But, and then you look at, like, cut to today, you know how, like, they have, like, um, in certain parts of the world, they have, like, child brides? Right. And you're like, oh, but it's their, it's their culture. Um, not everybody in this culture is doing that. That's fucking disgusting. I don't even think, like, I, we, we have, we know somebody, and, you know, I was going to bring this person up, but... Um, somebody was telling this person about um, that it was basically a police a police officer told this person that it was basically okay to I don't know how to say this without getting too like so basically there's a person out there that was with a 16 year old a man that was with mm-hmm. a 16 year old right and the police officer told the man you should have you couldn't wait six months like really bro yeah to the age of consent in the state of new york and a lot of men feel that way other men were like co-signing on that like yeah like what's like in other countries it's okay. like what you just said like in other countries it's okay but we don't live in other countries we live in the u.s <laughs> okay but think about your own baby Think about your own baby. My nephew turned 18 yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a baby. I know. He's a baby. He's a baby. Some 36-year-old he's woman. He's a grown sh- man. He. Well, if he was arrested because he's a Puerto That's Rican. That's what I'm saying. He's a Puerto That's, Rican boy. He's, he's a, a Puerto young Rican. man. He's a young if man he was who can vote. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. He can go to war. He can't buy beer, though. That boggles my <laughs> and, mind. In New York, he can't buy cigarettes either. Yeah. But, you know, go ahead over to the war and fight for us. Yeah. Go ahead and go to Jake's Casino and gamble for us. That's fine. You can't smoke though. You can't have a shot at the bar that when you're gambling all your life, your life savings. With. Oh, and you can also get a credit card. Go ahead and do that. Go into debt. <laughs> but no, but I'm just saying. But by all intents and pers- purposes, for this conversation, he's still a baby. Imagine a 36-year-old woman would be trying to date him. Oh my God. I'd have to choke the shit out of her. You wouldn't have enough time. 
Why? His, his parents would get to her before you. Yeah, his mom would <laughs> molly wop the fuck out of this. That woman wouldn't even step foot into their house. So, his mom yeah, would be on it. But. Whereas I don't think it would be the same with, with well, my brother's not 18 anymore. But for some reason, I feel like it would have been okay. Oh, in, in that household? Like, oh, well, she's taking care of you. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she got a good job. She got benefits. <laughs> That's what they care about. <laughs> oh my. And no, it ain't my mother. Just say that. Okay. <laughs> Cover her. You're right, though. You know you I'm right. right. You, know? you are right. You're a thousand percent right. Not that he would never, that's not, like, he's attracted to light and curly. I would have to uppercut somebody who steps in front of my home. Light, curly, and young, I should say. Yeah, Yeah. but that's got to, like, that age bracket's got to move with his age bracket. That's the the whole point. That's the problem with the Kids 2 movement. Is because mofos, old men, are still attracted to the girl from elementary school, the girl from high school. No good, no good, that male gaze. That and using it to their advantage. Right. It's just disgusting. Right. Have I you ever had that? Like a male gaze? Where you, you're like... That I look or them look no, to me? them look to you uh, when you were a minor. You met me. You met me. I'm, but I don't Young. know what... I, I met... I know you, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I but dated... The conf, for the purpose I dated, of this conversation... I dated, a, I dated a boy, a boy who was a man while I was still a little girl. But what do you consider a little girl? I was, uh... I'm talking minor. I wasn't a minor. No, as a minor, no. So don't come... You're, you have a daughter who's a little girl. I have a daughter you, who's a little that, girl. That's the I other thing that mi- I don't like yeah. people do. Like, he's a kid. No. Oh, he's a kid a if he's 12? white and got arrested. Huh? He's only a kid if he's white and got arrested. Right. I don't like when people use that little girl, little kid. I, it's like, I was... I was you got a little girl, 20, you got little kids, you I got was a little 20 boy. dating a 31-year-old. You were a young lady. I was a young lady. I was a young 20, woman. I was really. 20 dating a 31-year-old. And thinking about it now, it was like, yo, what's wrong with you, bro? <clears throat> with the whole like, oh, you're so mature for your age. Uh, I'm still 20. <laughs> looking like I'm 12. <laughs> I look so, so young. That's that's the thing that creeps me out. Even like, well, not anymore because I'm, I'm looking older. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a period in time... <laughs> Where I was 30, and, and you, I was looking, like, like even today, I still get ID'd from time to time, but I would get ID'd buying scratch-offs when yeah. I'd be 18. Yeah. And I'd get ID'd, and then you'd see this creepy old man just... Hey, young like, thing. Hey, my, smile, smile. Like, it That's is not my job, job to make you feel good about yourself. Like, it was just... But <laughs> I, I was oh always God, I very can't. young getting hit on by these older men, and it was like... I, I always found it gross. I always found it disgusting. Yeah. Um, and you can, that's why I can believe these stories that come out of Hollywood because of course. we're not celebrities, but well, we're famous to the people that listen to our podcast. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, but we, we experience a lot of things that they, they yeah. talk about in one way or another. Right. You know, you know, as, as big as Long Island is, it's still a small town and you're, you know, you go to the same places all the time. You get to know people. Yeah. So, like, you get to, to, like, you know me, I'm constantly calling everybody an acquaintance. So, you get to know these acquaintances in the same places that you frequent, and it's just not, it's not good. No. It's not good. Like, um, the perception, like, obviously, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. 
And if you can look at a frame of a young lady or a young man and think that that is sexually appealing, I have a problem with you. Yeah. I have a, and, 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 you know, as, don't even come around me. Yeah, don't, don't fucking talk to me. Um, there's, I know that there's, um, you know, they, they keep speaking and, and, and toying with the idea that pedophilia is part of, um, mental illness. But if you know it's wrong, why are you doing it under cloak and dagger? It's only part of mental illness because so many white men are coming out doing it. You realize that? Like, the opioid crisis is so big now because... Now it touched the, the you, Anglo... Y'all, y'all don't have a problem with heroin back in the... In the, the 80s. In the 70s and 80s crack in the 80s and 90s. Oh, but now that it's pills that you get from the doctor, it's like, oh, oh, Because we, it, we it, bled, it bled into the Anglo community. So it's now it's a problem. Now, now it's a crisis. That's a, another now show for another day. Yeah. But I, I think that... Um, I don't even remember what I was gonna say. The the, the male gaze <laughs> and how and how um how we're looking. Oh, oh I, I remember. So this is this is this is the to the point where I know like okay I I really got issues mm-hmm. with because like how people might perceive me or even the people if I'm with a ma- a man that's older. Mm-hmm. So like I'll be in the city with my dad going to a Knicks game mm-hmm. and we've got to cross the street and he'll grab my hand so mm-hmm. we can run across together. Mm-hmm. Like just He's your that, dad. Yeah, yeah, you're still his Meanwhile, baby. Meanwhile, I'm like, "Oh my god, I hope people don't think we're together." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz like why am I holding this <laughs> But he's your dad. It's I, instinct. I know, but, <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, most folks think we together and shit. It's like, this is my pops. You know, he's holding my hand all lovingly, like, helping me. <laughs> you know, they'd be hugging you See, and kissing you and stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm like, anybody looking? You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's my dad, not my boyfriend. <laughs> I had to tell people, like, hey, you ever do that? Like, you, you, like, point out the obvious? I'm not saying with, stop, Marissa. I'm saying just with anything, like, it can be anything in life. All of a sudden, you, you're like, hi, Uncle Eric, you know, <laughs> hi, Uncle, you know what I mean? Just so people know, this is like a relative. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, look at this. <laughs> Just so, so, I want to be so fucked up right now. Why? I didn't get the opportunity to do that. Oh, my gosh. I hate you right now. <laughs> All right, let's 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 transition. So what do you well, what do you tell with the, the Kids 2 movement? What do you tell... Um, how do you have this conversation with, with children? I mean, you um, have children. You also work with children. Like, what what are you supposed to say? In terms of, like... To explain it. They come to you about it. Because, obviously, there's kids on different levels. There's kids that actually know about it. Right. And there's kids that don't. So, when the situation comes and they're like, what... Say a kid comes to you and says, what does the Me Too movement mean? What does Me Too mean? Oh man, this is a good. How do you have a conversation with them about this? That? Is a good. This is a good um, question <clears throat> because you have to be appropriate because not everybody knows the definitions of certain things. So I think you have to be appropriate, and part of part of um, the conversation is understanding that you have a voice and your voice is powerful, and looking for your person to say. I need help and know that they're going to help you. Um, Looking for your person where you are comfortable and you're safe and you know that they will protect you. So it's 
It has to do with you having your voice with your person and going to them whenever you need help. And it doesn't matter what that help means. What it means is you know you need help, you might not know what it is, but you're asking for it. You just go to your person. And I know that's a very watered down, but I'm, I'm thinking young. But as they get older, it's remember that your body is yours and you must protect it. It's like, what do you, what age do you know is appropriate and not? These kids are growing so quick. And just because your kid don't have a phone, don't mean another kid another doesn't kid have doesn't a phone, phone. and yeah. showing them yeah. stuff. And like, I, so I saw this article on verywellfamily.com and um, part of it says why you need to talk to your kids about Me Too. I'm just going to read the, the first paragraph. It said, as a parent, you have the power to take what this movement has started and make it meaningful in your kids' lives. Not only can you talk to your children about what the Me Too movement means and how it originated, but you can also use the experience, experiences people share as teaching moments for your kids. Use it to educate them on what sexual assault, sexual harassment, and sexual bullying are and how to identify it in their lives and the lives of their friends. Um, I do remember, like, being a kid 40 years ago, <laughs> 35 years ago. Say, I, I say, like, between the eight, eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of like the age where you start to like be very inquisitive mm-hmm. on another level. Obviously, right. you're inquisitive. You're you right. know, even little, right. but as you get older, you know, you 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 can check out the books you want to check out, and yeah. other kids are talking about books. And this is before social media, so it's like everything was about reading. Yeah. And I remember just like wondering what just wondering everything that there is to know mm-hmm. about different things and realizing you know maybe the things that were happening to me were not started to make sense like okay this is not supposed to happen you know um sex is supposed to be between a uh, husband and a wife mm-hmm. old and not kids and a right an older per- elderly person this part of my body is my nobody's supposed to see it mm-hmm. you know I'm not supposed to walk around with no shirt on like there's just a yeah. lot of things that you just like okay like you not that you're like naive but you're a kid so you don't yeah. recognize it but I never had those conversations with my parents or my any my aunts my uncles nothing like that it was just like I read a book or whatever you know a Judy yeah. Bloom book and yeah. realize okay well, they're living this way or I go to my friend's house and see that they're living a different way they eat dinner at the kitchen table and they have conversation I'm like what the hell is this you know yeah and so I think sometimes like parents they just get into their own world it's not like they're being that they're that they don't care yeah it's like parents got a lot of shit going on yeah you got bills they got all their kids, whatever is going on in their kids' your lives. Your kids have to play every sport while you make every but, home but cooked meal every, plus, this, parent, plus this plus that. Like, not every kid gets to play sports. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I'm not even talking about, that's a whole nother aspect. Right. But I'm talking about just the everyday monotonous, go right. to work, make sure dinner is ready for them, that they eat, mm-hmm. make sure they have money for school, to go right. to school, make sure they do their homework, make sure that you got your work done yeah. and that your life is prioritized, make sure you check in with your friends, State, your family yeah. member. Oh my God. You know, and then, Girl, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Don't e- and that doesn't even include like, okay, now we got to take care of their, their matches on the weekend, their ac- extracurricular activities. That's a whole nother Genuinely? That not every parent, not every parent has kids doing after school. Most parents yeah. I don't think do. I don't think most parents have kids doing after school activities, especially in the summer. I think a lot of parents do, but like in my neighborhood, 
those kids they get off the bus and they just hanging out yeah they're not in sports and and, and a lot of these schools have gotten rid of like all these sports and I, I don't know it's it's all in high school now none of it's in in middle and junior high well middle school yeah so here's 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 the commitment that we consistently need to make with ourselves and each other it's <laughs> you have to begin these conversations from day one even even um as an infant when you're caring for an infant not everybody needs to be changing these diapers so that's number one you're adding boundaries to what and how um and constantly talking to them like when a kid runs out of the bathroom naked and they're shaking their booty are you laughing in a room full of people or are you saying oh these are that's private this is oh no you don't show your naked body to people remember this is private you know there's this consistent conversations that you have to have but not only that i think you need to remember that i know i'm an extremist when it comes to this i've had friends that i've had for 20 years that have never been to my house and met my kids I listen I I have to while I have complete control of their environment I need to take advantage of that I need to make sure that the tribe that I have around my kids from day one is the one that I handpicked you can't just be having anybody around your kids but uh, this goes back to what I was saying though earlier how cognizant um, maybe you are, but I don't. I don't know that most parents are cognizant of the people they have around their children. And that's why I'm saying it's important from day one that you have to be cognizant about that. You have to. You have such a, a finite amount of time when you have complete control of an environment. You need to set those boundaries from day one. Period. From day one. Like I know a lot of people are very social. They like having a lot of people over their home. Oh yeah, bring whoever. Bring whoever. Um. I, n- for me, that's not okay. That's mm-hmm. a for me. I know it's okay for other people, but you have to remember that you still have to set boundaries. You have to consistently talk to your kids, but you also have to give your kids room to talk and ask you questions, even when you're uncomfortable. Right. You have to answer in an appropriate, what you deem as an appropriate way when they have questions. And you have to remember too, this is why I think it's really important to apologize to kids because not only are you telling them that they're valued and they're important, but you're giving them a voice. If you, from day one, give a child a voice, and it's not give them what they want. It's not that. I mean, give them a voice. Give them options. Give them give them appropriate amount of way to say no to you and to say no to other people. Oh, give everybody a hug and a kiss goodbye. Now you're forcing that child to make it okay to show affection and to receive affection from somebody else. Loretta down the street with herpes on her lip, she came from church and wants to kiss all your kids? Absolutely not. If my kid says no and they don't know how to hug her, they're not a hugger. They're not going to do that to you. You show affection in an appropriate setting and to the appropriate person in an appropriate way. But that's just me. I mean, that's, that's important. I think, though... Like sometimes you can like like I said earlier, I don't know that parents can think about every single thing. There's there's probably things that you do that most parents don't do, and oh, there's yeah. things that other, other parents yeah. do that you're not doing. Yeah, of you course. Know, nobody's yeah. gonna be nobody's perfect. perfect. I know. Like when I was growing up, we were always around like family and friends and stuff like that. But it was like you like there's no need for you to go with the with the adults. Hang out with the kids your mm-hmm. age. 
and you can be learning some shit from the kids exactly. your age that's not that, not yeah. not always great but the the goal is to teach your kid yes because you you I think it's okay to have your kids exposed to all types of people yeah but you need to prepare them for that exposure right you know? and when it comes to like Oh wait a minute! You can't Either you can't hide them from everybody. No, no, but you, but this is what I'm saying. Where you're giving them the voice, where it's like, um, oh wait a minute, I'm not comfortable. Let me go check. Let me do a check-in quick because I'm not sure about this. And with the whole like, hey, let me. T- I'm not talking to you right. Now. I'm talking to adults. Go away. But I'm Give talking more. I agree with you. I'm thinking more of like the the kids aspect. Yeah, like teaching yeah. them like. I like yeah you're going to be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you're the parent you're always going to be like on guard like what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. up there but you want to get to a point too where you don't have to do that yeah because you raise them to the point where they like mom yeah she got some shit on her lip I don't feel comfortable yeah. she wants me to kiss her and I just ran away yeah and you like you did the right thing yeah that's why I'm saying that's important to give them the voice right it's important but I don't to think it's, it's okay to also not have them around people because you're afraid of what other people might do to your kid you mm-hmm. never know yeah it's just you i mean it is what it is but you you know how you know what kind of tribe you want for your kids you marissa know what kind of tribe you have want for your kids and you're doing your job making sure that that happens mm-hmm. you know and hopefully you know i i i know that you're doing a good job raising your kids and helping them speak up for what they want but at, there's going to come a point where you're just not going to be there yeah and, and you I just got to pray that i have to trust that i did the right job and i have to trust their opinion and their um their judgment right that's the hard part at what point do they you gonna trust? fuck up they all they kids are gonna fuck, fuck up you yeah. fucked up i fucked i've done some you know like yeah i've done a lot of things if yeah. only things i can't even repeat <sighs> anyway but what's the prayer the prayer is that the fuck up is not terrible yes yeah the prayer is that it's a fuck up that doesn't get them in jail yeah you know yeah it's just like right before you it's like you like, know what I bow out yeah you know what this ain't, <laughs> this, this this ain't is, working this ain't working <laughs> you know and I honestly I probably I know I've done things that should have landed me in jail but oh my word but here's the thing my mother taught me how to talk myself out of that shit <laughs> whether it's the situation talk myself out of being in that situation uh-huh. or talk myself out of the situation with the police officer yeah where you know i come from the point of where i'm like oh my god i, I didn't i made a mistake i'm sorry you know apologetic yeah you come like humble yourself yeah don't be popping off don't pop off yeah so anyway <sighs> speaking about popping off because you know i'm an angry black woman so we're gonna go to yep that's trending yep yep that's, that's trending. trending so um trending is the hashtag angry black woman because um the Biden, I, they call them surrogates, but okay, whatever. The Biden surrogate, yeah. Hillary Rosen, and the Bernie Sanders surrogate, Nina Turner, were both on Cuomo primetime the other day, a couple mm-hmm. days ago. And they were having a spirited conversation. Very about, spirited. Uh, they were having a conversation about um, like white, moderate white people. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. They were having a conversation about moderate white people. Mm-hmm. And basically, they disagreed when it came to how Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King characterized these people. He said that it, in, in one of the speeches he gave that it was you should fear moderate white people more than the KKK. 
because you don't know when they come in. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know the agenda of the KKK. Right. Moderate white people, not so much. Um, it's the the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Right. Yes. You better preach, girl. So they got into it, and Nina Turner, uh, Hillary Rosen was saying her piece and quoting, misquoting Dr. King, whereas Nina Turner came in and tried to correct her. In the process of correcting her, Hillary Rosen started speaking over her, and then Cuomo, with his thinking he's making peace, which he wasn't, he told them both to shut up, and he ended it with, uh, only light can drive out darkness. This is the, the most watered-down quote that every person posts on so- social media for Dr. King's birthday. It's like, okay, do you know anything else? Like, the man gave hundreds of speeches, but that's the one line. Anyway... From there, um, Hillary Rosen, I guess she felt the, the heat of, of social media, and she Can I tweeted, read it? Can I read it? Yeah. Okay. So this tweet is from Hillary Rosen, feeling the heat from social media. Hillary Rosen writes, On air Thursday, I said my colleague at Nina Turner didn't have standing to use MLK Jr., that was wrong. I am sorry for saying those words. Please no need to defend me and attack angry black women. They have standing. I always need to listen more than I talk. We rise together. When I read that, like, okay, so I saw the, the hashtag trending angry black woman. I was like, I don't understand. Like, are they calling Nina Turner angry black woman? Like, I didn't, I couldn't understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the tweet. I was like, Oh, I was pissed. I was seriously pissed. It's like, I feel like as what are you talking about? Women, angry black women. What it's are you like talking black women about? can never have an opinion because you're you're you're, you're trifled into you're an angry black woman. Like anytime we we feel passionate about one thing or or we raise our voice about an opinion to to or try you to just have an opinion. Like period. Right. It's the, it reminds me of when um. When, when men, although the angry black woman has a different connotation because I believe it's a, a, a race-based mm-hmm. um, thing that's been happening for, for right. decades. Well, but but when men are always um, telling women to like calm down, calm down, yeah. Don't why are you so angry? Why are you so mad? Don't like, be so emotional. Don't be oh, a, oh. A, a woman is emotional, but but a man is spirited. He's a right, boss. He's, or passionate. He's, he's a, a boss. boss. Yeah. She's a bitch. Exactly. But don't be black. Don't be black. And have an opinion. Right. Because it's just even worse. So after that, um, homegirl Hillary Rosa got inundated with a lot of, you know, bitch, who the fuck are you calling? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I even tweeted a picture of myself. Well, a picture that I know that you've always hated. I took in your kitchen years uh, ago. Yeah, I love that. You, you know, know you so told fun. me I hated. You was like, I hate this picture. You look so, you, you didn't say angry. You look so, so uh, sad. But depressed. Yeah, I don't like w- I don't like when you look sad, but as I looked at it, um, um, I looked at it yesterday with different eyes because I feel like now that pose is more of a pens. I think because I knew what you were going through in the moment, I looked at that photo as being sad. But now, as I looked at it yesterday, I'm like, this is such a pensive pose, and you were just so self-reflective in this moment in your life. I wasn't angry, that's for sure. I wouldn't wouldn't take a picture 
being uh, like yeah. you're angry. You know, you're foaming yeah. at the mouth, and I've been angry. There's no photos to depict that. No, <laughs> there's <just> not. <laughs> so then, um, so then Hillary Rosen tweeted after. Mm-hmm. We apologize for the background noise. Um, so Hillary Rosen tweeted after she wrote, "I'm horrified that anyone would think I would call Nina Turner an angry black woman. I would never." After the TV hit last night, I was getting tons of ugly messages to keep fighting for her using that phrase. I was trying to tell people to stop because I knew I needed to, to apologize. I unequivocally know I disrespected her, and I wanted to make it right by telling disgusting folks to stop. Wow, did that tweet go wrong. I am so sorry. I called Nina to apologize directly. Whether or not she takes my call, I am still humbly sorry. As someone who is on a public forum, consistently speaking about especially someone who's on a public forum speaking of political pundits, your ass should have done known better in the first fucking place. So shut the fuck up those with your words apology. Were intentional. That was intentional. You, you, don't you read those words together. <laughs> you read you read your tweets and was like, oh, she's not an angry no, you're right. She ain't angry. No, don't. She's not angry black woman. No, no, you're right. No, no, uh-uh. No. You read those tweets for what they were. That's where your headspace was. Yep. You should have known better as someone who is who is on a public forum, especially pe- speaking of, of political pundits. So I don't accept your apology. I hope she don't take your damn phone call. And uh, when homegirl goes back on CNN... Chris motherfucking Cuomo better have a fucking apology and a right one. How dare you, first of all? I know. Do your fucking job, stupid ass. It, it, it's, it's on so many levels. And, but then, like, on on the personal level, for me, it's just, like, it's, like, one of those things, like, whatever. Like, you know, when you get beat down so much, you're like, just punch me again. I don't care. I can take it. I, I've realized I can take a lot. Like, mm-hmm. This, what is this going to do? Is people going to fake outrage and then the next person is going to say it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. unless it actually um, evokes change, it doesn't really but, matter. But here's the thing, though. Every what is that change going to come in the form of? She's going to get fired from the Biden comp- campaign? She Bernie's already fired. telling, yeah. Bernie's like, and he's like, Biden needs to tell her to apologize to Biden, first of all, that ain't her father. She don't, he don't need to tell her to do fucking nothing. And first of all, Biden, get your fucking creepy fingers off people. Go <laughs> touching everybody. Back the fuck up. But see, nobody had a problem with this. I, Ten years ago, that's what I'm saying. The Me Too but they did. Changed. They really oh, did. No, the yeah, Me Too not move, not in the wave it no. is today. No. Because I remember when we went to Greece. Remember the man was touching your. You, Cause cause that happens to me all the time as as a younger woman. And a, a, another person, God rest that person's soul, used to always do that to you, touch your face, God. and you would. Always, if you have to tell me about it, then I know you're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's I, like, uh, that used to happen to me as a young woman, all the fucking time. But I but. But I never felt empowered. I didn't allow myself to feel empowered to be like, why the fuck are you touching me? No, nobody taught you how to be empowered. Nobody, nobody told yeah. you to tell somebody. I'm not. I don't like yeah. this. And like with me, I never used to hug. I never like that's just mm-hmm. so nobody had to teach me because my family never did it. Yeah. It's like what the fuck are you hugging me for? Yeah. Like it was very like, uh, mm-hmm. no, like we're not. We ain't going to do then, this today. Then you're like, oh, oh, you come into my home, into my house, and you're hugging everybody, and everybody's like, what the fuck? 
And I'm and but, but I'm looking at them like why the fuck are you hugging her? Like you don't you Yeah, don't but hug cut too if I walk in and I don't hug nobody, they're like, Is she alright? Exactly. But yeah. I'm just saying, like you yeah. just you only know what you know. Right. And so right. I have no bi- problem with Biden like hugging people mm-hmm. but now that he's been told he's toned it down a lot. Yeah. He's not like but if you look at clips from back in the day, yeah, it, was, it like, was like, Oh bro. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the man is like in his seven like you know how hard it is to, to tell change, somebody yeah. yeah. At this point it's like like I'm not gonna get on his case when we got R. Kelly and Harvey Weinstein out. Like really, I'm just like it's fake. He's not telling people to grab people by the pussy. Okay, <laughs> so let's not let's put that energy where it needs to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Save it's, that energy for the right people. You, you who've known me from the from that young lady who was like getting like grabbed constantly to the to the old lady I am today did you ever you wish I, she was grabbed still no I do not <laughs> did you ever notice the shift in my energy as to because that don't happen no more did I you, think I think your energy shifted to you're not as outgoing as you used to be no I'm not yeah you're right that, that if anything changed mm-hmm. that's what changed oh okay you make you don't make an effort anymore you don't. You oh, just no, you you just yeah. don't give a shit. No. Like you're not trying no more. Yeah. Just like I got I got my home life. You know, my parents passed away. Yeah. Like I don't whatever. Fuck it. I don't I don't I don't owe you a hello, a drop by. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And it's it, you know what's so funny? I I think that didn't come with like I don't think it came from depression especially when my mom died but I think that came more with the whole like when my mom was alive I feel like I was consistently because I never felt validated by her and I never felt important to her right but when she wasn't here no more it's like all right well I, I, I'm not working for it anymore if I ain't working it for her I'm not looking that for nobody else and I feel like that's when that whole thing shifted for well, me well I, I just have to say like I you know I I appreciate for both of us that this show can be a uh, uh, therapeutic for us but let's stay focused on angry black women okay it ain't about you marissa it's about the angry I, black I, women i love your mother God but it's about angry black women <laughs> so anyway, so why you gotta be so angry black woman oh my god <laughs> so back to that so wait wait i have i have a i have a story you and I were somewhere. This was like we were at some bar downtown and we were talking to these two it was like an industry party and there was like this beautiful like lounge. There were like these seats. It looked like like a like a art deco and I can't remember what listening party it was cuz there was like a cacophony of people to the like to like closest to one bar. But then you could get your drinks and sit in like these chairs. It looked like a lounge area. Like it almost looked like an airport waiting area. And I don't know if you remember this. It was like two, three gentlemen that we were talking to. And I don't I don't remember seeing them again at another industry party, but we're talking to them. And one guy just like kept interrupting you because we were I forgot what we were talking about. And he, he he's like and you're like, yeah, but you're not listening. And he's like, no, no, no. But, but let me talk and but let me talk. And you're like, but you spoke. Let me let me. And he's like and I remember him saying to you. I'm, I'm like just sitting back watching you guys go back and forth and I remember he, him going but why are you so angry all like why are you angry we're just talking and you're like I'm not angry you're not listening to me let me talk and he's like but why do you got to be angry about it why you why just why are you angry why angry 
just like let me talk and I remember thinking to myself like that was the moment where like that education light bulb like flicked on where like the male female sort of like it's okay for him to interrupt you talk over you and only get his point across but it wasn't okay for you to speak and have your opinion and have him see it from a different point of view it was that whole like why is it okay for him to do that but she can't even just fucking talk say, say what just you gotta say let her talk and i'm not even like a big talker like like i'm gonna say what i gotta say and no. dip out. and it was but the thing was it's like you're like you let him finish and then you were giving your opinions like but no but wait and you're like but let me finish just let me get my thought out just let me tell you right. like he don't know where you're going with this train of thought and it's one of those things like i can't and then i remember cut to like I don't know however many years after that I was at a a baby trade show and I was walking around looking at products and there were three women and one man on one team three and it was almost opposite three men and woman one woman on the other team the team with the three men were selling a product while the other one was more like a marketing division from another place mm mm-hmm. And one of the women from the marketing place goes, oh, I'm curious because um, it was about breastfeeding. It was a breastfeeding tool. And I was like, I'm curious because, you know, when you're breastfeeding X, Y, and Z, and the guy goes, well, no, you're wrong. Typically when women are breastfeeding, and I remember being in the back, and I'm all animated like a little, like, troll doll, and I'm like, I, I do like the what? And I remember, like, the, the from the marketing team, the three women kind of, like, kind of did a excuse me and the one woman from the um from the sales team for the for the breastfeeding tool she kind of like looked like uh are you fucking kidding me right now you're gonna mansplain breastfeeding to a woman who did fucking breastfeed and we were just like and then the one guy from from the marketing team it's a, it, he he was the lead person because the marketing part was him he's like the marketing he 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 talks about like um like like baby gear and there he has like these people help him on his team that talk about other things but he he doesn't talk about breastfeeding he does say he says typically what i've heard he, he never says typically women typically what i've heard is but she's the expert so i'm going to defer to her and they like meet together and like speaking engagements and he goes, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I'm hearing what you're saying, but she has a valid question and she has a valid concern of the product. But let me just say this. I don't want to talk to you anymore because you literally stopped a woman and a mother who did breastfeed. I don't think you did. I could be wrong. But you're going to mansplain to someone on my team and a woman about breastfeeding? Are you insane? And he was like, well, no, I'm just telling you typically this is the research. And he goes, I don't care what research tells you. This is a woman who actually breastfed and you're going to mansplain to her breastfeeding. This meeting is over. And they walked away like the team walked away and the, the, the three men and the one woman. And he's like, but am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's data. And she goes, it's not that you were wrong. And I understand that that's the data we collected. But the way you rolled out your information was wrong. And he's like, well, how else was I supposed to say it? And she goes, you were supposed to listen and then answer. And he was just like, we should have a show on mansplaining. Should be one of our shows. 
but I wasn't, I, I, I kept using the phrase mansplaining, but what I, what I wanted to, the takeaway from all of this, and I shouldn't have said that, but what I want to take away from all of this is, obviously I'm not a black woman, and I can't talk for black women. Oh, you're 18%. I'm 18%. Well, the 18% of me that will speak for the tribe is, unfortunately, when we open our mouths and when we do have need for conversation, it's never perceived in the in the in the the spirit in which it was intended. All I Shut can the say fuck is, up and listen. All I can say is that, as a black woman. I hate when people say that, but it's true. I am a black woman. It's, I just feel like I'm always having to to um, censor myself in a way to make other people feel comfortable. Them days is over. And you, I'm done with you that. Know, you know, and you know what? I realized I did it last night. Um, so, you know, I like I said, I posted that picture and I explained what happened, what the picture, why I posted that hashtag to my aunt one way. And I explained it to um, your aunt another way. A black woman and a white woman. Oh. And I was like, why did I do that? Was I trying to control narrative about black women to a white person as opposed to a black person? You notice? Oh, my God. I'm reading it right now. Why would you do that? That is That is what being a black woman is. You navigate the world the best way that you can because people have preconceived ideas about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's one of the things that, like, damn. And I, I it's just, it's part of, it's part of our oh, nature. Wow. You just, even when, like, I'll, I'll talk to my mom, uh-huh. and she have a conversation with me, right? right? And I can tell when she's in a store. I'm because like, she's or, talking or she's in a around diff- other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you must be around pe- mm-hmm. other people. She's like, yep. Mm-hmm. It's, but when, when I'm talking to her, say, hey, how are you? You had a good day? You know, it's very yeah, it's a different- natural. But that's that's what I don't find the same situation when I'm with, like, I'll have a conversation with you. And you're not a black woman. You're not a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that... Uh, I'm not going to, that's another, anyway. No, it's finished. I want to hear it. I think that you have more white influence on your life than you do black influence on your life. (laughs) It's true. Like, you just. That's your opinion. I, that's your, that's your. You have black people influence on your life? You were raised around black people? I was raised around a multitude of people. No, I said, were you raised around black people? A multitude of people, yeah. I was raised around a multitude of people, but. I don't know if we cleared by this before. You know what? It's your opinion, and you can have it. No, it's, yes. it's, it's your opinion. No, but the problem is I'm stating an opinion as if it's fact. If yeah. you're saying that it's not fact, then I have to fall back and say my apologies. I didn't realize you were raised around black people, too, and I apologize for that. With that being said, I think that when, when, I, when I have called you, I don't instinctively know that you're around other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your voice pretty much things the same mm-hmm. but sometimes I'll be, I'll be like is somebody there and you're like yeah mm. and I'll be like oh okay but I'll, I'll know that based on background not because of the change in your voice oh and why do you think that is it's just it's, I, I honestly believe black women have they have many faces many facets it's just it's, just, it's weird 
it's not explainable. It's like many, we have we many, talked about this before. We have many yeah. hats mm-hmm. that we've had to have. You know, we have to deal with black men in a certain way. You have to deal with white men in a certain way. Like every time I date a, a white guy, I'm like, have you ever been with a black woman before? And they'll they'll they say no. I'll be like, look, I'm not trying to be your project. And they're like, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but they don't, because they don't know. It's a, it's a, it's not easy going out in the world with a black woman. I'm just, uh, anyway. And then if you start like getting passionate about something, it's like you're angry. My ex-boyfriend, who was black, always be like, why are you so angry? And that to me is like trigger. Who the fuck are you calling? It? Like I'm angry because you're pissing me off. <laughs> okay. You making me but mad, But you're angry too. Like. Yeah. Anyway. Good show. <laughs> Oh, Let's wow. end this because I'm getting pissed. <laughs> Why are you so angry, black woman? <laughs> anyway, Marissa, it was good talking to you today. Where can they uh, catch us? Yep, yeah, yes, 18 on Instagram and Twitter, the Yep, yeah, yes podcast on Facebook. You can peruse us for your ears on all your streaming devices that allow for podcasts to be played. All you have to do is say, Please play the Yep Yeah Yes podcast. See, this is why I love you. If you take your time, you can spit it out like Jim. You <laughs> rush through it, you're nervous. I always, uh, you took, high five. I love it. <laughs> oh, don't touch me, Corona. Oh, see? I drink a beer, though. <laughs> hey, that, that oh, combats then it, right? you're good. Did you catch you put it? Lime? Or, did that combat it? Or no, no, I, Tito's vodka. I wash my hands with Tito's vodka. Did you hear about yes. That? Yes. Oh, my God. Chitito. Black people. Oh, Tito. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> anyway. Um, until next time, y'all. Uh, have. Have a good day. Tell tell somebody you love them. Yeah. And, and if try you see not a black be... woman, don't be thinking she angry. And stay away from little kids if you're an adult. Fuckers. Don't fuck her. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't be a fucker. Okay. <laughs> if you're 30, you got you got a limit on that. Where how how low you can go? How low can you go? Or even how old? Should it be the like? What if you're thirty five and you're just like I like fifty year old women? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that another time. Okay. Because every time I think about an older man, I think about saggy bulls, and I'm about to be in the age group with the saggy (laughs) boobs. So it's like really to me, who is you? Okay. Yeah, but it's all gross. It can't get that much grosser. So. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.